Well, hey there, friend. This is Sierra, your host for today's podcast episode and the founder of the Boutique Workshop. As a coach, it's my goal to help you as a boutique owner take complicated tasks and break them down into bite-sized, actionable steps that you can take and implement in your business today. And sometimes part of breaking down a complicated task is hearing how others do that very thing. And that's why I'm really excited to have you join me today for a special conversation that I have with a guest here on the podcast. So grab a notebook and a pen, your favorite cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with our special guest. Hello and welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and as usual, I am excited to be here with you. I know I say that every single Tuesday, but it's really true. Every Tuesday, I get to spend just a few minutes of your day with you chatting about something as it relates to boutique ownership. So today, we are going to have a really fun conversation I'm actually interviewing Emily. So if you guys have been around the boutique workshop for any amount of time, you know that Emily is the girl that makes it all just, you know, chug down the railroad track. So um, we are going to talk to Emily today because she actually has an amazing VA service and um, and I'm just one of her many clients that she works with. Um, I've told her she can never fire me because I don't know what I'd do without her. But anyway, welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you. It's so fun because I'm usually the one behind the scenes editing me. So it'll be, I'll probably honestly hate hearing myself back, but that's okay. Yeah. I know. I know. I never like to listen to myself, although I'm starting to push myself just as I'm getting more into speaking and stuff this year. I know I need to listen to improve, yeah. but it is no yeah. fun. It's no, no fun. I always wondered like movie stars, did they watch their own movies? I I've really watched, wondered that. I've watched a few interviews and most of them say no, they don't watch. Okay. See, none of us. Yeah. We don't like to see ourselves or hear ourselves. So no. anyway. Okay. So let's start with this. You're in North Dakota. I was in North Dakota. We met um, when I went to, I was involved in like a women's small business, something. Yes. And then they put together a podcast of a few of us Mm -hmm. and you were the host, right? Were you the host of the podcast? Yeah. Um, Well, I was filling in like doing stuff and um, Scott Meyer, who was kind of the head of it, I just started working for him, like just started working for him. I did some like writing things here and there, but that was my first ever time doing a podcast, number one, and then hosting number two. And then I had to host all three of you and you all were like these big successful women. And I was so terrified. I almost said no. I oh was my goodness. Emily, can you imagine that? I think no. about that in life. Like if we say no to things, have you ever seen the movie? sliding I think it's called sliding doors Gwyneth Paltrow yeah I've never watched the whole thing I don't know I need to watch the whole thing but anyway it's kind of this idea of like okay if I leave my house and get on the train and go this way or if I choose not to do that how could my life be completely different and that's like an Emily thing like if you wouldn't if you would have said no and I I was so close here I really I would say that I was 90% gonna say no and only 10% of me was like oh, I should really do it. It'd be out of my comfort zone. 
but thank goodness I did. And I wanted to throw up as like when I walked in there, I was so nervous. And then really after that first episode, then I made my own series within it. Yes. Then I interviewed a bunch of different women entrepreneurs. And so that was really cool, but yeah, I almost didn't. (laughs) I know. I just can't believe if I wonder, we would have never, ever met. I know. And, um, it's even more than that. So you wrote a bio for each of us and and I loved what you said about me. (laughs) I remember it. It was Sierra Stockland, every boutique owner's fairy godmother, because you had boutique box at that time. Yes. And And I was like, "Ah, I'm a fairy god then. Wow. And it wasn't that you thought that's what I was. It was that you put such amazing description behind like the yeah yeah just the description of that's really interesting because what that means like it's so loaded what that means anyway so I was like okay this girl's amazing and when I need someone I'm gonna hire her for something and I've done that a lot in in my entrepreneurial journey like if I see someone that's special I've even done this I know this person didn't work out but I had a waitress once that was phenomenal and I was like hey I know this is the weirdest thing but here's my business card I would love to hire you if you ever she was like okay um and she didn't call because she probably loved what she did but when we see that special something you know it's really important that we just get out of our comfort zone and we tell people and even if it's nothing more than just to make their day like you're phenomenal at doing this or think you know whatever so I kept you kind of in my back pocket and when I had an opportunity for someone I can't even remember what I first reached out to you for but it was something in social media and you were just starting your own business and so I brought you on board as a 1099 like a VA with some social media stuff and it grew from there I know I think the first thing I did was you were doing the master classes, So you just needed somebody to post links is what I yeah. did. That was the first ever thing. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to me. I know. So tell us about your business. Cause you went to school for small business and you have your own business. What is it called? What yeah. do you love doing? What's your specialty? Yeah. Okay. So I was in college and I had just kind of started dabbling. Like I was my esthetician, I was like, oh, I'm really, you know, like into social media. This is what I do. And she's like, oh, I do nothing. Like you should kind of run mine. So I did that for a little bit. And then it was nearing the end of my college, which I went to school for um, marketing and advertising. And I don't know, the more I got to the end of school, I was like, I cannot fathom working in nine to five. I just can't picture myself in a corporate office, whatever. And I remember where I was. I was at the bus stop of Menard Hall talking to my dad, which I did like two to three times a day, still do. Um, And he said, Emily, you know, why don't you just do what you're doing? Why don't you just keep doing that? And I don't know why, but it was never a thought for me. I never thought like, oh, I could just do this. I think it's just because honestly, in college, they're better now, but I feel like they really push just corporate America. Yeah. Um, So I just never imagined it would be something I could do. And after he said that, I it kind of lit a fire under my butt. I was like, oh yeah, I think I could do that. And then it just, it's crazy how stuff like that works out because then I met you and you were kind of honestly the big pivotal moment for me of like, I can do this and I don't have to um, just do one single thing, whatever. And so that was a big pivotal moment. And then it kind of just grew the more people I worked with and the more needs that they had, I kind of just started to offer different things, which 
I do really like to do because I think, you know, people talk about really niching down, but I'm also somebody who really likes to do a lot of different things and that makes it fun for me. Yeah. Um, so that's what my services. It's kind of nice is essentially if you need someone like a VA or a social media manager, just tell me what you need and then we can kind of go from there. So, you know, for with you, I do a lot of different things. I edit your podcast. I did social media for a while. I do a lot of, you know, Facebook group management. I keep records, back end stuff. But I also, for a lot of my other clients, I just do social media management. So I will, you know, schedule out their social media for three to four times a week. I'll post and that's captions, hashtags, stories, engagement, basically all the things that most people don't want to do when it right. comes to social media. But you have good systems for it, yeah. which yeah. is part of the problem. They don't want to do it because- right. Yeah. being consistent, which with social media, that's honestly the main thing is yes, there's strategies, but it's being consistent. And that's where so many people fall short because, you know, they are busy. They have a lot of other things going on and there's a lot of other income generating parts of a business where social media takes a while. And I think that's right. also hard for people is like, do they really want to sit down for two hours to schedule out the month's content if they're not going to see income coming right away? Cause it does take a while. It really does. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that's where I come in and that's where I do like the consistency of every day I have my to-do list. I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, a lot of my services have just really expanded. The more I get to know people, the more clients I have, and that's been really fun to be able to, um, grow my business in that way. And that's the best part of having your own business, right? Like you can choose what you do. And if something comes along and I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't really sound like something fun to me, then I don't do it because if it's not fun, it's, you know, then you're going to dread it every day. And yeah, that's just, what's the point? What's the point? That's also the best thing about owning your own business is that you get so much of pick and choosing. Um, but I also, my business name is Brandigan Social Media, which that is, that's one thing I didn't realize. That is probably the hardest part about starting a business is picking your name. Oh, I'm, I'm awful at naming uh, things. I am awful at, yes. And I'm creative and it took me about 10 tries and it was, you know, you have to find that one that nobody else has trademarked. And that was a big thing is I went, thank God for my lawyer. He probably yeah. was so annoyed with me, but I'm like, try this one. Well, this one. <laughs> what about this? this yeah. And then finally it just um, came about brand is obviously branding. And then Akin was just the street name of the boutique that I managed for like six years back at home. And that was where, I mean, I kind of wanted to tribute that too, because that was where I learned that I think I wanted to be my own boss. It was very like, I loved people. So I loved aspect of that. And then I also started her social media. I loved marketing and working. I really loved the marketing and working directly with the customers. And so yeah. I think it kind of, played a really huge role in what I do now, but, and I think it also set a lot of my values. You know, you talk a lot about like the pillars of your business and which ones are you going to choose to, cause you can't film all right. You can't yeah. have all those. Um, so I think that's where I really learned what mine was going to be. And my huge value in my business is the relationships I have with my clients. And I, I think I still love that to this day that I get to choose who I work with. And I'm very intentional intentional about who I work with and that we have a really good relationship where, you know, if you need help, just let me know. Like we can, I can be flexible. We can make it work. And I also want to know more about your personal life. Like I just have, um, a client has something really exciting that is happening in her life that I actually can't share right now, but 
I was able to send her a card and then I'm going to be sending her a gift card later. Like it's just very exciting um, to be able to have a really deep relationship with your clients. And it's not, you know, you're not just another income generation, right? It feels a lot more deep than that. Um, So that's what I really try to focus on. And especially even with you, I mean, I feel like we started with all of that, but now I feel like, you know, you're my most text person in my phone. Like you're up at the top, but it's I don't like, know if that's good no, or bad audience, but it is, but it is because we don't, I mean, we do talk a lot about work, but there is also that aspect of, you know, like how like yesterday you- I sent you a picture of my dog yes. deciding he was going to be half yes. desk, half dog crawl under my desk. Yes. Cause I know you get the puppy yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about it too, is that we don't just text about work stuff, you know, it's like, how are your kids doing, you know, or like after um, the last masterclass, I called you because I was like, I, you know, I know how you get when we do one of these classes and I know how you kind of beat yourself up afterwards of like, maybe I should have done this or this. And so I just feel like that's the um, thing I focus on the most. And that's one of my big pillars. So that would be customer service. But um, yeah, my services really just are pretty broad. It's more of if you think we would be a good fit and you have some tasks you need help with, like reach out and we can see if we can make a package for you and kind of go from there. Yeah. I think one thing that's really um, special about you, Emily, is that you take initiative. So if any of you out there are listening and you want to be a VA or you want to do 1099 contract work, be someone that takes the initiative. So what I mean by that is Emily will say, Sierra, you know, can we talk quick? And then, you know, we talk and she's like, Hey, I thought about this. What if you did this? Or I was thinking about this for your business. What if you thought about it from this way? Or what if you added this in? And I don't always do those things, but it's really nice as a business owner to have vendor partners that are thinking about our business like we are, and that can offer those suggestions. Otherwise as small business owners, I mean, we sit in our own head all day long and we talk to ourselves, Sierra, what do you think? I don't know, Sierra, what do you think? You know? (laughs) So it's just nice to have someone that takes initiative and you've always done that. And that's why I'm like, what other jobs can I give you? Because I know that you'll get them done. You take the initiative, both really important pieces for virtual assistants. Someone that's working, that's not in the office be observant, take the initiative and then follow through, like get your work done too, which I know is really important to you. Yeah. Because I don't like failing. (laughs) You know, that's a, that's a personality trait, but um, yeah, follow through is pretty easy for me. And that's why I think too, when you work for yourself, you do have to have some of those things because I, you know, if I fail at something, I'm going to beat myself up way more than my boss would. So, right. No. And I think that's a big deal. And I think also um, when you were talking about initiative, just like calling you with ideas, that's another thing, honestly, that goes hand in hand with the customer service thing and having a deep, deeper relationship is I sit and think about your business probably as much as you do, because I think, you know, I'm always like, how can she, you know, generate more income in a different way that I know she likes to do this, or I know she doesn't like to do this, but it might, we can maybe make it more you know, streamlined and it can be a little bit easier or just different things like that. And I'll even bring it up to like my fiance, Tyler, like, ah, Sierra should really do this. Or, you know, I think we probably have more conversations about my clients than anything. Cause I'm just always thinking, and that's because I care about you. I care about your business and I'm passionate about it too. You know, I think when you get deeper like that and I can hear your guys' stories, I hear your passion for it. I hear the whys, which is the big thing. 
And then I feel it too. I feel really passionate. And I'm like, like I said, yeah, wheels are always turning. Like, what can you guys do better, more? How can we make it easier? What can I do to make this yeah. new plan work? And I think that would be the big, big thing is so many people are looking for, you know, virtual assistance because right now we're really remote and, you know, sometimes it's just easier that way. But I think you really do have to get to know them first. I know that it's kind of hard to do that, but honestly, even just two weeks sometimes is probably all it'll take, but just really getting to know if you're going to be a good fit. If your, you know, work styles are the same expectations Mm -hmm. are the same. That's huge is making sure that you're on the same page for everything. And whenever I take on a new client, I usually ask that in the beginning, like, what are the tasks you need help with? What do you expect me to get done? You know, how do you work? You know, if I make a mistake, what, like, what's the, right? you know, protocol with that. And if you're just, if you're not a good fit, there's so many more out there. So don't be afraid to almost interview them a little bit deeper. If that makes sense. I feel like when people hire social media managers, virtual assistants, maybe even accountants too, you know, like when they're more virtual is they don't realize that they can really interview all of them. They are employee. So just really get to know them and see if your values will align. And I also think that's why you and I get along really well is because I do feel like customer service is a big pillar for you in your business. And I think that's also why we work and mesh really well together. And a lot of my clients are the same way. I would say that their big pillar is customer service. And I think that's why it works so well. Yeah. And that's really interesting. So when you're looking for a VA, a virtual assistant, as a business owner, don't be afraid to have that hiring conversation, asking questions, Um, you know, never just go with the first recommendation, get quotes if you can, and then figure out what that virtual assistant's business culture is and see if it fits with yours. Cause if it doesn't, it's just going to be a tough from, you know, get go from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, really hard. Okay. So let's talk about the boutique workshop. Cause you've been around from the beginning it's changed. It's grown. You're in the back end. You see all of the things, (laughs) um, just talk about it. Like, what do you think about the boutique workshop? Why is it such a phenomenal opportunity for retailers when it comes to community, to knowledge, information, growth. Yeah. Share us, share with us the details. Okay. So I should have honestly had a big list for this because I feel like I'm going to forget stuff. But main thing is, is that, well, first of all, knowledge is huge in the boutique workshop and there's no fluff. I think that's something that's huge that a lot of other, you know, groups in general don't have or coaching groups in general don't have is there's a lot of, you know, the surface level knowledge where Sierra is like, this is the meat and here it is. Like there's no fluff. There's no dancing around. And I think that's so important, especially for entrepreneurs and just boutique owners in general. They have so many different moving parts. They don't have time for the fluff. Like, let's just get in, let's learn it. Let's, you know, implement it and let's keep moving forward. And that's, I think one of the biggest things that the boutique workshop offers um, is the, the meat of the knowledge, but then also the community aspect. And the longer I work for you, the more I realize how lonely not only it is to be an entrepreneur, but a boutique owner, because the hard part about that is it can feel like you're all competitors. And yeah. sometimes I think it's hard to break down that barrier of like, no, we can work together and we can learn from each other and serve different people because, you know, yes. to that conversation of, 
we all have very different pillars of, you know, what our business values. And that means that you're going to have different customers because different customers value, you know, a really good bargain. <laughs> and yeah. some customers are like, I don't care what the price is. I want it to be good quality. And right. some people are like, you know, if you, you know, remember my name and something about me, I'm going to shop with you for life. I don't care your prices, what you're selling. <laughs> yeah. And so that's huge to remember, but I really didn't notice how little community there was for boutique owners until I started working for you and kind of hearing their stories and seeing them. They still get so excited when we get in like to a class or they get into the membership and they find other people who are very much like them. Like, and this is real authentic community because there's a lot of chitter chatter all over the retail space about community and, and so much of what I see is not genuine. No, it's It's surface. It's what you happen to see. It's what I'm wearing. It's this, it's that, and it's not authentic relationship building. And Mm -hmm. that's what we have in the boutique workshop. And until you taste it, you don't even know that you're missing it. it. Yeah. And I think you even noticed that just with their live conferences, like just the last one we had, I was coming back from my supper and I saw a group of like 10 ladies who were like laughing, having the best time of their life, who just went out to supper after the live conference because they're, you know, such good friends. And they were friends from the first conference you ever did. Like they've been friends since the beginning. And they're always taking pictures, texting, whatever. And they talk about that in the group too, which I think is really cool. And then welcome others in. Yeah. Cause that's something with women like, oh, this pot over here. And they oh, were, yeah. and then we're you can't open. come in. Yes. Yeah. No, they're like, we're amazing friends. Why would you not be part yeah. of this? Come yeah. here, come yeah. here. Even and that's the, so special. Yeah. And even the, when we do welcome posts for new members, there's always like a group of older members who've been in there forever who are the first ones to be like we are so glad you're here like how can I help you um so I think that's really those are the two main huge things that I think the boutique workshop offers and just in the back end I feel like I mean I get to see all the good stuff of Sierra that I think you know a lot of people don't get to see so I'm going to gas you up here a little bit um oh boy (laughs) yeah (laughs) I said this at the conference too but with Sierra it's really never been you know, that it's a, this person is just another way to make money. This person is just another income generation. It's, she remembers names. She remembers your story. She remembers, you know, what you were just struggling with. And she'll touch base on that again, which I think is huge. Not a lot of people are able to do that. And you've always expressed me since the beginning that you don't want to lose touch of that. Like you've never been like, I don't want to be so high up that I, you know, feel unfathomable to everybody and I don't know everybody's story. And you've always made sure that that was a big value in your um, business here. And I think that way, like sets you apart so much, but not only that, that you're always continuing to make it better for the users. Cause honestly, you probably could have stopped at the beginning, right. And been like, Hey, we're just going to do this, this, and this, this is what you get. And that's the end of it. But like, you're constantly saying, well, do you think they'll learn better on this day or this time? Or do you think they'll learn better if I do, you know, the whiteboard or if I do this or that, like you're constantly trying to change to make sure they get as much as they possibly can for what they're paying for. And I don't think also a lot of businesses do that. If it's working, they keep it the way it is. And for you, you're always like, how can we make it the best it can be? And it's always on the back end. We are always talking about that. Like we do, you know, monthly team meetings and we're always 
in those meetings, it's always talked about of what can be better, what's not working, you know, what have you been hearing? And I think, yeah, that that's why I love you so much is you are, and oh. I think and that's like, we both value that customer service and that type of deep relationship with customers. But yeah, you're not going to find that in a lot of places. And the fact that you get that, um, you get the community that the real genuine community, you get the knowledge that's no fluff, it's real. And there's actual, you know, implementation and there's handholding, but then there's also like being real with each other. There's all these great things that not other, not many other coaching things have. And I think those are really the main big ones. And I bet anybody listening to this who's in the workshop or accelerators are probably like, yep, yep, yep. And then have their own list too. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's really huge. Yeah. I think it's all about understanding just like you did with me, what I, as your customer needed and where I was coming from and what my story was and what I wanted to accomplish in my business. I'm doing the same thing with every single boutique client. Like, what is your story? What do you want to accomplish? No, you don't have to be a million dollar boutique. Yes. If you're a $2 million boutique, I will be your biggest cheerleader. You know, everyone has a different purpose and story. It's just about how can I, as their coach, make them the best possible version of themselves and then let them go. Like, we don't want anybody to feel like, well, you know, I have to stick around and I have to pay for this forever or I won't be successful. No. Like, what can we teach you and train you and say, okay, you're good to go. Let's either move you up to the accelerator or maybe you're just great. And that's awesome. That means I did my job. Um, And that's really important for us in the boutique workshop too. So I love that. Um, Okay, Emily. So words of advice for a small business owner, let's think specifically someone who's thinking about opening their own virtual assistant agency, social media agency, someone kind of in your space. What's a word of advice that you would have for them? Okay. This is, it sounds cheesy, but I just read this the other day in um, a growth book by John Maxwell. It's if you don't you can't win if you don't begin. And I mean, I feel like this is pretty broad, but I mean, I am someone who is so afraid of failing that oftentimes I'm paralyzed with the fear that I just don't do it. I'm like, like, like with that podcast episode where we met, I would have not probably done that, but then I just kept saying yes. And then you know, your personality really kind of had an effect on me to where I started saying yes to a lot of things outside my comfort zone. And it like where I am now would not have happened if I wouldn't have said yes to all those. And I think especially starting a business, it's so scary. And there's a lot of things to worry about, especially failure. And I think it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't truly be successful. You can't win. You can't be all these things that you want to be if you just don't take that first step in the right direction. And it is really scary, but just one single step is really all it takes and break it down if you need to of, you know, today I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this. And for me, that's what it was. My first step was finding an account and asking questions because I had no idea what anything meant. I was 20 years old and I'm afraid of the IRS. Like, I don't know work, you know, And then the next step was finding a lawyer and talking about names. So it's really just once you start, it's going to be a lot easier. But that quote still, I don't know. It's really. It's a good one. Yeah. Because I think for me, it's huge. I mean, and a lot of people, I feel like if you do, if you are an entrepreneur, I think you do 
have a lot of worries about maybe failure, or you're probably a high achiever, which means that you like to achieve success, but you might be a little bit, you know, apprehensive about all the different things that could go wrong. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't succeed if you just don't start ever. You don't start. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then it's just a bunch of, I would have, should have, and we don't need that in life. No time for that. So, (laughs) okay. So someone is watching, listening, and they are like, oh my goodness, I need all the social media help. How can they find you? Just to see, just to start a conversation and see if you could be an option or you could help them with that. I mean, there's the main ones that people reach out to me on are just my business, Instagram and Facebook, which is just Brandic and social media, Brandic and social Fargo. Um, and I'll put those in the show notes because I do that. Um, <laughs> you create the show notes. Yeah. Um, so it's super easy there. And just like, you know, leaving a comment or in my DMs, that's where a lot of those conversations happen. And then, you know, usually we can tell right away if it's going to be a good fit. And if it starts to look like it will be, we can hop on a phone call. That's super nice too. We can really just get to know each other. Um, yeah. But I also have an email to um, brandican social media at gmail.com. But I mean, it's a little less intimidating, I feel like, to just reach out via DM because then people yeah. don't feel as committed. Um, so, yeah, you can just reach out there. And if you aren't ready yet to actually hire someone, because it is a really big step, honestly, just following my Instagram and Facebook right now, I've been really consistent on posting on there like almost every day. And it's very informational. I ask questions and answer them. And these questions come from people who ask me these questions all the time. Like, why aren't my hashtags working? You know, when do I post? Or do I really need to make reels? I mean, these are questions that I get asked all the time. And I do answer them, you know, as po- as good as I possibly can without knowing your exact insights and analytics. Yeah. But, um, so that's a good way to start too, if you're just not ready to actually, you know, jump in, jump into actually hiring a VA. It's always good to just get that information, um, as on a surface level. But, um, I will say too, I know that virtual assistants can be scary because you're like, okay, I'm paying how much a month for this? Like, and it is hard. Cause like I said, in the beginning, social media is something that you're not going to see an automatic return on investment. Right. It's going to take a long time. And honestly, sometimes you might not see it in income form per se, but you are going to see it in people are going to recognize your brand. People are going to, you know, remember you where when they're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, like with Sierra, they'll be like, oh, you're a boutique owner. Like, I just heard about the boutique workshop. You should look it up. I mean, that's huge. That might not monetary value per se, but it's a really big deal in free advertising, basically. Yes. there's a lot of different ways you can get a return on investment when you, you know, post on social media. Um, so you got to think about it that way too, but also it is scary. You know, there's a, I work a lot of my businesses started out really small and, you know, $50 a month is a lot. And yeah. that's something too, we can be flexible with, like, I've had some clients where they're like, well, this is all that I can do right now. I'll say, well, here are the three most important things that you should start yes. with let's start there. I'll help you with these three things. This is how much it's going to be. And then we can, you know, once you feel like you can do a hundred dollars a month, we'll add more tasks, but we can, you know, work on that. Like what's priority, what's not, let's start slow. I'm very, you know, willing to be flexible because I know, you know, it's very scary to take the hard step and everyone has to start somewhere. And sometimes you just need a little bit of help. And 
Yeah, I'm willing to be that for you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on a podcast today. No. You've been behind the scenes for a year and a half with this podcast. We're getting more and more sophisticated as time goes on. Um, but it was really fun to interview you. I have all sorts of ideas for the next interview. I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. This was your idea. And I was like, that was a great idea. So I'm going to email you offline about other ideas yes. or text you, but I yes. have some other ideas to bring you on and we can talk about some specific social media topics yes. and customer. I know you're passionate about customer service on social media. So lots of good thoughts for you guys. In yeah. the meantime, thank you everybody for joining us today on the Boutique Workshop podcast. If you're curious about the Boutique Workshop and what Emily had to say, I want you to head on over to theboutiqueworkshop.com, www, of course. I hate saying that because it's like a tongue twister, yeah. but www.theboutiqueworkshop.com. Um, there's lots of options for you. We just opened up a really nice low price point content only membership. So if you've been wanting to be part of the boutique workshop, but you just feel like, oh, I'm so small and, or this is a little scary, you can start with us content only. So you can be a member where you have access to hundreds of videos, oh, dozens of workbooks, mm -hmm. all of the calls we've recorded, everything um, on a monthly level. It's canceled anytime. So it's super easy to get in and just give it a try. Um, it's only $47 a month. So it's a really nice way to get lots of information on inventory and profit first and budgeting, cash flow, time management. Um, or if you're like, I really need the community as well, then you can join us at that um, at that level. We'd love to have you and just meet you where you're at. So head on over, take a look at what we've got to offer. I will see you again next week for another Boutique Workshop podcast. Bye for now. Bye. Hey friend, how are you feeling about your bookkeeping? Confused, unsure of where to start, maybe completely overwhelmed? I want to tell you that you are not alone. And that's why I'm so excited about Harquin Bookkeeping. Harquin Bookkeeping specializes in boutique bookkeeping and it's really affordable. That's why I want you to go and check them out. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. That's boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. Jump on the phone with one of their experts. They'll talk to you about your boutique, what your needs are, and give you a quote. Go to boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique workshop. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.